0: My firm belief is the only way your kids are going to become resilient is is by having to be resilient. And the only way your kids are going to be confident is by going through things that make them confident. You can't just give it to them. You can't just show it to them. You can't teach it to them. They literally have to go through, through situations to come out the other side. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Drop it like a hat. Natalie, what do
1: I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy.
0: I would, be, I would be behooved. No. I would be behooved to not tell you I'm in bed with Natalie lying lying what do, down. What does behooved mean? Should we take a, a, you know what we need between us is another pillow so I don't have to hold this because it's going to sound.
1: Sam, we have a little
0: problem. <laughs> um, we can't get her to the bed. Will you, you bring could us, you us a bottle? pillow? Just one big pillow. Not the vagina pillow. If you're new to our podcast, <laughs> the vagina pillow is one you put between. How many of you have a vagina pillow? I mean, I have a pillow between, I put between my legs. Then but that's I, a vagina I, pillow. But I don't choose which one. It's like Sorry, it, it, You know, you're actually smart that you actually have one dedicated. <gasps> you sleep, so you potentially could have your head. Actually, that's not true because the ones I have under my head are like um, those dense ones, what are they called? Memory foam? Yeah. So then the the soft, longer one I put between my legs. But sometimes I throw it under my head. Well, then you sleep on your vagina <laughs> nightly. <laughs> oh, God. So, guys, we're on tour right now. We're actually in Vancouver in a hotel. We're performing tonight. But um, uh, in one of the VIPs, somebody asked, because we did an Insta story of me sleeping in Kat's bed. Yeah. And they said... Uh, is it true that Nat slept on your vagina pillow? I'm like, sure did. <laughs> she was. She must have been outraged to ask that. I know. I wish. Yeah, she should have. We should totally do an Insta story and then post it on the day of the podcast so people can see that we're lying in bed in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. The podcast goes lives to, lives live tomorrow. I didn't even know what day it was, you guys. I am so in. Wow, it's a very good lighting. <laughs> Yeah and y'all head over to Insta Stories and you can see us in bed podcasting. I don't think any other podcast is done lying down in a bed. I think they all they have like sit studios. studios. Yeah. Waste of money, y'all, waste of money. You know, that's a really good podcast because I think that well, first of all, we've been gone for so long. We haven't been gone for so long, but it <laughs> feels like we've been gone. We for were um so long. You want to talk about tour life? I guess we could totally talk about tour life. all the the things that go on in tour life, all the business. The affairs and (laughs) the sleep, the swinging on the bus and like, oh, wow. And also all the business that has to happen other than just the two of us stepping on stage for two hours. You know, there's so many people that are involved, so many elements, so much travel, so much like merch. Moving parts, if you will. So many moving parts. I'm just going to pull this a little closer to us. Hold on. Here it comes. Here comes. Your vagina pillow. Nice and close. Was that your vagina pillow? Who knows? Uh, yeah. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, now I'm touching your vagina pillow. Um, I, I, we also have done a lot of VIPs, which the VIP experience on tour is like kind of like a chit-chat where we get to sit down and actually like have a conversation. And a lot of people um, have been saying, thank you for the podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, and it's helping me. And um, they're like, don't stop the entrepreneurship. Because I think I th- we've said this before where we often... Um, it's hard to see ourselves as entrepreneurs because entrepreneurs. Oh, touche, oh, oh. touche. Um, because we are really, first of all and foremost, and such and foresight. Uh, f- <laughs> therefore and such and therefore and such, we're really two mums. Always first, so I think that when you lead as a mom, I think we're slowly. Yeah, becoming non-moms, we're never going home again. No, I feel like on tour, when it extracts us from being moms because yeah. we're still moms mentally, but we can't physically be there. Yeah, um, it it makes me feel like yeah. ah, what Look do I this. what I like do this. I do all day? <laughs> like being a mom is so much work. Yeah, like if we were just <laughs> entrepreneurs, God, we'd be the laziest entrepreneurs you ever did see. <laughs> or or let me put it this way because of our situation and because we're moms we have we've understood that we can't do it all so we we've created a team to help us whereas therefore and such if we didn't have children we could have attempted to do it all ourselves which would either be crazy hectic but more likely not successful because right. some people who think they can do it all and uh, uh they're going to fail at something you have to do what you're good at and if you don't if you don't create a team around you eventually as you need it ugh, we definitely need to do an asterisk there because don't hire a team until that's a tricky one like that's definitely a tricky that one that was a tricky thing i just said there that was a tricky thing put your listening ears on all right okay so- tune your listening ears in if you are an entrepreneur do everything that you can to start it up to see if it's going to potentially be successful. Do it all yourself. Don't hire a PR team. Don't hire a this and a that and an assistant and, a, and that that that. So you so that you can say you have a company, but you get to sit around and do nothing. Uh, don't get office space. I'm sure you have a room in your house uh, or a car. Yeah, sit in your car and sit do in it. Your car. Don't don't put more money out. Than you have coming in unless um, you have to invest in yourself, but don't invest in your company. God, that, okay. It's I'm not very, telling you not to do it. I'm saying we never did that yeah, because that's true. I mean, like, that's to. what you have to do. I know nothing about your business, but what Sam, you're being a bit loud over there. If you're able, I'm just joking. joking. If you're able to do it without, do it the least amount of money you could possibly spend, making sure that you're getting it off the ground. You know what's crazy? Crazy. Because if you have a product, you, crazy, you have to buy crazy, shit. Crazy. Like well, you gotta- I think there's different levels of entrepreneurship. And that's what I'm just sitting here looking at Sam because Sam's kind of an entrepreneur. Yeah. But she's an entrepreneur for us, right. which is really weird. Right. And an entrepreneur doesn't just necessarily mean you create something and you have your own product. I think that um, no, it means that you, you have to be able to have this mind frame that basically means you think outside the box because if you like the box and I'm not talking say, about if, my you have, if you can have the foreskin to actually step outside <laughs> your box right if you can have actually the balls. Yeah. If or you're the balls swallow your own balls about uh, it. Right. Don't apologize. Swallow your balls. <laughs> oh my God! No. Here's the thing. These are metaphors that are very important. If, Write them down. If you <laughs> I'm die, we're in a mood. If you are able to actually step outside the lane that everybody's in and understand yourself and be like, "What are my comfort level?" Because although Sam, who uh, works for us and very much as an entrepreneur and works on her own because we don't manage her or ask her what she's doing, so she has an entrepreneur mind. But she has the income from us. So it's like we are, we're the crazy people who um, are definitely the ones who leap and we leap fucking far because we have the ability to um, mentally not be afraid to take that risk. And I think a lot of people. They want to put everything in order and do things a certain way. And that means like when you launch a business, you're supposed to hire a PR team. You're supposed to hire a Don't purposes, forget that business plan, the five-year plan. You're supposed to have business coaches. You're supposed to you're supposed to, right? If I was to go and buy a book on entrepreneurship right now, and this is the same as motherhood. Like if there is a mom truth moment, when you become a mom or when you become an entrepreneur, you scour for a way to do it because you feel so scared and so new. But just like entrepreneurship and just like motherhood, it's a new language you need to learn, but it's often only your language. It's like your secret language that only works for you because there is not one way being an entrepreneur works, and there's not one way being a mom works. And and learning that language, you cannot learn overnight. It's something that comes through lots and lots of experience and time. And fucking failure. And practice. Like, that didn't feel right. You know, we both sleep trained our babies, and Nat did it a hardcore way. Like, not a hardcore way. Nat did it a way that a formula that was supposed to work. I cheated the formula and did what worked for me, but based on her formula, we had the same outcome, and the th- mine just took longer, and I, I, I took a little bit of a few different different um, routes, if you will. But I guess the point is, when you're when you're sitting there and you're and and you want to be inspired or you want to like you know put one foot in front of the other and and become successful i think that you really have to look at what is the definition of your success because the definition of your success doesn't mean our success and i think that we can get so skewed when we when we hear people who are talking about success and you know often money equals success but Sometimes maybe you're someone who stays at home and you're a mom and you sit there and you think you should. Like you're like, I should be. I should be doing this because that's what everybody says you should be doing. Once your kids go to school, you should get a job. Like, quote, I'm doing air quotes, okay, should. But maybe that's not what your definition of success is. Maybe your definition of success, I had to say this to my sister-in-law the other day where I said to her, there's three things you need to look at. Like, do you need to bring in and come in? Do you want to bring an income in? Or do you need to leave the house to do something for your own sanity? Like, do you have to or does society just tell us being a stay-at-home mom is lazy? You know what I mean? And I'm like, you think about that before you go... And you create a job for, you go and hustle and and you put yourself in a a situation that you don't love. And a lot, but on the flip side, a lot of you, once you're done having your kids, you sit there and you're like, I do want to do something else, you know? So it is about answering those questions because- Think about that question. Mm -hmm. Like, think about what that looks like for you because I think that you're right that often women sit there and they're in transition and they feel- but society has told them that when your kid grows up a bit you need to get a job right like because otherwise you're lazy just being at home while your kids are in school right like that's sort of I like I don't know I don't I don't I don't know well, if like, I Well like what do you do all day when your kids at school from 9 to 3 and I'm like well wh- who's taking care of them from 7 to 9 and 3 to 7 who's taking care of them what, what's that person doing? Who, who's the imaginary person doing everything I need to do? And if you're in Toronto, after-school care lists or how long? Like, how long does it take to get your kid into after-school care? And and it's super expensive, so even if you go to get the job, you might just be breaking even if you put your kids in childcare. I just think we have to give women permission to be able to, to do what works for them rather than telling them what should work. And that goes for entrepreneurship, too. If you bring in $200 a month, and that works for you. Oh my gosh! And it makes you a, happy. That's amazing. If it fills a bucket that maybe isn't monetary, but emotionally, you're like, I feel good about what I'm doing. And not only that. Sometimes even just going and like doing your own thing, like volunteering, the, um, the volunteering, or even like the um, the the market. What do they call the m market market to market? Like the, the direct sales, direct or- sales, right? So a lot of people they they go and they start their own business like that because they are they are actually doing it to get out there and be social a or, community. To achieve, they want a community. or to achieve the goals for themselves outside of their marriage and outside of their nine to five jobs sometimes, right? And there's just so many different ways that people want to work and do things. And, and um, I mean, I don't- a lot, a lot of people say, how does it work for us? Like, how do we, I know we're probably people, if you watch your Insta stories, you probably see, like, I. if I was watching me right now, we had this conversation the other day when you see someone's Insta stories, and yeah. I, I bet for a lot of people, this looks terrible. Like what we do, oh looks yeah, terrible. That's what I always say. Like sometimes I say, like, oh my gosh, if we weren't us, I would be so bored. But then I'm like, so many people look at us and be like, God, I would never want to do yeah. what they're doing. Never, never. Like we, it, I, I guess we look like we have fun. I hope even we, people we are. on our team would never want to be us. No, no, they're like, because if you knew our schedule, it's like, actually, the, the girl who was taking us around for our book day, she's like, what you do is grueling. She actually said, what your, your schedule is grueling. We don't feel that way, and I guess that's why we can do it. Is it taxing right now? Is it like, we know that um, it's probably most taxing on our kids right now, and that's hard, because... They don't understand our schedule. Like They don't know when we're coming or going. And that's really hard. I'm not going to lie and, and like sugarcoat that and be like, oh, but I think we said this somewhere, and I'm going to say it again. My firm belief is the only way your kids are going to become resilient is is by having to be resilient. And the only way your kids are going to be confident is by going through things that make them confident. You can't just give it to them. You can't just show it to them. You can't teach it to them. They literally have to go through through situations to come out the other side. And as we sit here... I know my my kids are missing me, but that's a feeling they're going to have over and over again in life. They're going to miss they're going to miss something or someone in their life, and if they're learning how to deal with it now, they're not going to wake up one day and all of a sudden understand how, what missing feels like and know how to handle it. They've got to learn now in a way and in a place that they're surrounded by other people who love them, so it's a safe place to go through these feelings, and I think that when when we go through these guilty feelings, actually we're probably teaching our kids lessons. So when you have that guilt, try to flip it and understand that your kids have to have these building blocks and they have to have these steps to go through in order to get to a place where they're functioning as adults and they're not dependent and they're not, um, not what's the other word, um, codependent, right? Mm-hmm. Like where they're not co- codependent or um, they, they don't have low self-esteem because self-esteem, confidence resiliency, uh, knowing yourself, you gotta earn it you're earn not it. Fucking you know the other it, thing I was to gonna them. say about like um, when, when people say to us oh your schedule is grueling or how do you do it and your guys are so busy I've always had in my head and this is this goes down to like a lot of things that I think about in everyday life is somebody is always doing it so much more than I am so much bigger than I, I am I used to always used to think that about childbirth you know that right no, That's I was just gonna say when I when I'm going to have my baby and people would be like oh are you Nervous or are you, whatever. I'm like, first of all, I have no idea what it's going to be like. And second of all, I would look around at every human being around me and say, somebody gave birth to them. I'm not, I'm not fucking special here, you know, like I'm not the first person to have a baby. Like we were like, oh. Oh. listen, they're allowed to have their fears. People are afraid to fly and I think they're crazy, but uh, people are, can be afraid of childbirth. But I'm like, as if you're the first person to ever You know have a what baby. mine was? Mine was nothing can be as bad as having a baby. Like when I would have oh. to go do like something like that I was scared of. I'm like, well, it can't be as bad as having a baby. So when I went to have a baby, I'm like, this is the worst. This was Oh, my- cuz you thought it would be bad? Well, I'm like Tim. You know what was embarrassing? Like, so the, you went into it thinking it was gonna be bad. I just, I nothing. So when you were a teenager, you said nothing's worse I, than having you know, a baby. I was pretty private. <laughs> I was pretty private, like with my vagina. Like I was, like the thought of getting naked. Like I, oh, didn't, yeah, I didn't want to have sex when I was younger because I didn't want to have to go to the gynecologist. Like, yeah, I probably would have stayed absent, abstinence, abstinence, absent absence. No, Abstinent. Absent uh, <laughs> Sam. Abstinent. I would have stayed abstinent. Absence. What's it called when you don't have sex? Absent. No, that's a, that's like an abscess. <laughs> that's like a pussy thing. Ew. <laughs> or absent. That's a beverage. Abstinence. abstinence. I would have. I would have practiced yeah. abstinence. I mean, if I wasn't like, I just, I, the, I don't think I went to the gynecologist for years because the thought of a, a doctor looking in my vagina, yeah, pretty horrific. mortified Dude, me. Dude, I felt like that last month. And yeah, and and then when they told me, like, when I remember when I went to go like have a baby for the first time, I was like, how many times do you have to check my vagina? Yeah. She was like, well, not just at the end. And I was like, oh my, it's so embarrassing. About it. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. That's my private part and you're and, getting into it. And you have to spread your legs. Oh my god. You know? Like all your life you're told to keep your legs together and now all of a sudden a stranger's telling you to pull them apart. I know. <laughs> and then but, you know, even having like when you when you do it with the lights on, I mean that's pretty intimate. <laughs> I you know. know what I mean? Like I like having sex is way less intimate than having sex with the lights on. Yeah, totally. Oh, because you know what? Bodies have things on them. Oh, my God. I don't know why guys <laughs> like those things. But shit. I don't like I don't want to see them. I, I close don't. my eyes. He goes, Lights are on. <laughs> Do, 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 do. I'm not making eye <laughs> yeah, contact. no nooners over here, tell yeah. you what. Well, hold on. Let me just go back to that thing about, like... Can you imagine if we were making what? the heavy sex? Like, with this yes. bright? <laughs> like, the lighting is so bright right now. Ew, it would be so gross. I know. you can see, like, every whisker, every hair. And do I have hair? <laughs> well, um, don't look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not naked, by the way. Anyways. <laughs> hold on. I want to go... this. side what I was going to say. Hold on. like daytimers? Well... Horny people, I don't know. But what I was going to say, and this goes also with not only being a mom, but a business, and this is true. I want to get back to this. Don't do a nooner. No, not don't do a nooner. Is that like, there's a lot of people who think, have like the poor me, and they're like, I, like, people could say like, oh my gosh, you guys have a grueling schedule. Or like, how do you get the energy, and how do you do a show every night? Okay. I always go back to people do so much more. People have it worse. People are more hungry. People have less. Like, I, th- I th- used to think about that when I looked at You not have that in common. You know that, like, right? Like, going to buy a house. Like, oh, I need all of these things. And I'm like, there are so many people I know that live in tiny apartments with kids, like six kids in there. So get over yourself. Get over your fucking, swallow your fucking balls. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's just, it's just like, it's like, I feel like it's, 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 if you go like, oh my God, my schedule is so hectic, you're like, you're really not seeing outside yourself. And sometimes I think about it like this. I think about famous people, right? And I think about how many times they, when they go on tour, like how many nights pink in a row has to put so much energy out or an athlete has to play that game and get paid so much money. Okay, I know, but still, it's a lot of energy. Okay, they do get paid a lot of money, but still, they get, like, they stop doing it for the money because. No, they don't. Oh, <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, you know what? If you, everything has a consequence, a, a negative and a positive consequence, and obviously the positive consequences are at weighing the negative consequences for them because yeah. they don't have to do it. And so- No, they definitely don't they have to They either love the fame or they love the money. I mean, I think that you and I definitely create a tour because we needed to make our own income stream because mm-hmm. the money was not coming in based on partnerships and we were so sick of relying on people. And we have gotten to a point right now where we have put so much into this business, like so much time, right? So much time has been taken away. And thank God we like each other because our business never feels like a business. Although some days when work feels like work, it's shit because... We tell each other, we're like, this feels like work. And we don't like that. But we do it. But we do it because that's part of the the, the small negative consequences to all the positive consequences we get. But um, Is that what they're called? Positive consequences? Well, if you know it, yeah, it's a consequence. It's like the good and bad comes for e- from every decision you make. There's good, like... There's a positive consequence? The positive and negative things that I come know, out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are consequences in terms, but it's a positive consequence because mm-hmm. something good comes from it or it's a negative consequence where something bad comes from it, right? So mm-hmm. it's like you have to always think about your decisions. So if you are putting all of your time into something, if really it really goes back to like people do things because you stay in the same situation because you're getting what you want from it. Yeah, yeah. And then the minute you change, you everyone's like, I don't have a choice. When I tell my kids, bullshit, you're getting something you want from it. What is it that you want? Think about that. And I think that a lot of us get stuck in the negative things because it's comfortable when you get stuck in something. And you know, I'm probably going to get backlash for saying this, like major.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?
0: Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash and today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash and Your backlash from saying um, this. No one's listening. Uh, true. Um, <laughs> oh, that's I, another one. My husband used to tell me when I got nervous yeah. to go on TV. No one's watching. No one's it's Canadian watching. TV. Okay. Uh, that I have a very very hard time with the poor me syndrome, where people feel victims of their lives, mm-hmm. and the only reason I think, I mean, I have empathy for people who have situations that are shitty. But if I if I if I if I hear poor me over and over, like if if you're the victim in a situation mm-hmm. over and over, and it's the same situation, I'm like, you are actually now the victim of yourself, yeah, because you have now. If you don't like something... Change it if you don't like the way you feel about something. You have a choice to change it, and I'm not talking about big circumstances of abuse or you know, like situations no. where, like, I'm talking about the people who go to work and come home and complain about work to their spouse every single day, mm-hmm. and the other the spouse is like trying to problem solve to help them get out of it, and then they're like, "Poor me," poor because was what they really what they feel comfortable in that poor me. And people do that in their lives all the time. And then, you know what? I'll think and you and I change the fucking if we don't like the script, we flip the script. And and a lot of people. Probably like try to start businesses and they complain about ho- how hard it is, or they weren't successful because of somebody else. Mm. And I'm like, at the end of the day, uh, if your business isn't successful, it's because of you. And I, is that harsh? I'm like, no, it's, it, because you have to look at yourself and say, What, like. In any situation of controversy or negativity, take a look at yourself first before you go and blame other people. Because usually, you know, when that and I get in a business situation and we are maybe in conflict, which I know we haven't talked about just because, you know, just because of the relationships we're in business wise, it's not our place because it's two people in the relationship, the business relationship. When we're 80, we'll tell it all. But the first thing we do is we go to someone outside the situation who's in the same business and we say, what are the expectations? How much are we to blame of this? Is what we're feeling valid or is this a learning and life lesson for us? We don't go rogue and fucking scream our heads off at people. We, we try to we try to fact check ourselves. So we check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Hey oh. Yeah. And I think that um that as a mother, don't be afraid to apologize. Mm-hmm. As a mother, don't be afraid to say I, I I fucked up. Maybe don't say I fucked up to your three year old because then they're going, like, I fucked up. But I'm I, mummy. <laughs> I'll often say, mummy messed up, and I'm sorry for that. Because when you apologize, you teach them how to apologize, and you teach them that you can sometimes be wrong. Because let me tell you, when you grow up, and they realize that you're just like them, a human, and you fuck up. They're not as shocked and disappointed. No. You, you know, all. when you grow up and you see your parents as a person, you're like, oh, you're not a fucking hero. <laughs> I don't you know. did what? I don't know, yeah, I guess. You, you, yeah. Oh, everyone's got a moment where they grow up and they realize their parents are just people. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a day. It's yeah. a day when you realize your parents are just as crazy as you are. God, I, are already, I already feel like my kids see me as oh. not perfect. <laughs> They're always telling me. I think so. I think we're unique though, because I think often parents used to always be in a position of, of like, like authority I'm right. and I'm right and I'm the lead of this house and you yep. and you just do what I say I mean, because I'm right. How many times have your parents apologized to you if you think about it? Right? Uh, I mean I don't I don't I just mean like it wasn't what our parent our parents weren't people to like if if they if they lost if my, my if my I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't think, I actually have asked my dad before, what would you have done differently as a grown-up? Like, what would you have done differently? What does he say?
1: Um,
0: He's not listening, so you can go. for No, it. it's so true. What did he say? He did say something like pretty poignant, and I, I wish I could. I'm gonna have to write it down. It was poignant. So, it was, you like that it word? Was, it was so poignant, poignant that you don't remember. No, because I, I often have those questions for my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom often feels guilt, right? Like because yeah, yeah. of our situation. That tell we you grew what? Up she's in. making up for it now. She really is, and she often lives and she often calls herself a bad mom. And I'm like, you were not a bad mom. she? Just, Often she feels like a bad mom. She has a lot of guilt for leaving. I'm like, look who's leaving now, mom. No, she. Yeah, I honestly think that a part of I was thinking about this with when you when your when your mom answers. If you the guys phone. don't know the book, get the book because I mean there's some stories. Only on part that. of the book is in the book. But my parents got divorced when I was really young. I was like two. I don't even remember them together. And my mom had to travel a lot. And my mom also didn't have a house for a while, so we would live in other people's houses. Sounds super weird. I know she's really normal, really great. Um... And she has a lot of guilt for the way she she was mumming. But you know, I she did the best she could though. Whenever you call your mom and you like are with the kids and stuff, and how the way how she talks to you, I can't help but think that she sees it. She traveled a lot for work too, and I think that that's in now in turn so to your benefit, you know, because she's never going to make your. Tell your kids to make you them feel like you feel bad. Like her, her, her conversation is always going to be positive yeah. around that. Well, while she's I with also your kids. want every mom out there <clears throat> to know that when you leave your kids, it's okay. You have permission to go and do things. Like we need to start giving women permission to understand that if you go away for a week, you're not a bad mom. Like the minute you start teaching your kids and stop apologizing for being the mom you are, the minute they'll be like, got it. They only know what they know. So if I'm like, hey, mommy's going away, my three-year-old, and I did it I did it too late with the other ones because now the script in their head is that mommy, it's bad for mommy to go and, away. And I actually think like when I call all of the kids, the one who's the happiest and sends me the most love and doesn't blame me is the little one. Yeah. And I'm like, it's time <coughs> to start the conversation of being like, mommy's going to do an mate because like you're leaving for too long. That that's too long, you know. And I'm like, I, oh shit! You know what my daughter did to me? You know the oldest one. There's a class mom who is like, like an inspiration. She's just she's at every. She's the class mom. She volunteers for everything. She's super organized. She's got her shit together. And Olivia is always like, well, wow, you know who is there? Calls that class mom out she does? Oh my god, she nails it to me. It's like honestly, she's like, well, I won't say her name, but she'll, but she'll say, well, so and so wouldn't forget something pizza lunch, and I'm like, yeah. what a little jerk. Oh yeah, oh but my it's because I've, I've taught her that. <sighs> I've taught her what a good mom is, and now I'm going to teach her what a really good mom I is. I know. Her mom. My daughter says, you know, you go off and you go and meet all these moms and you think that's so important to be there, but what about us? And don't those moms feel bad for us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they know how to stick it <laughs> to us. And then she's like, <laughs> I am like that <they're laughs> we're laughing. Moms are like at home balling, You really are bad mothers. <laughs> oh my God, no, Taylor's like, don't they feel bad they're taking you from us to make them feel good? And I'm like, Taylor, there's a lot of reasons we go and do this. And yeah. And it's not just because of that. Yeah. Well, anyways I, they know how to stick it to you the, sure. they stick it to me all the time but i the other ones like have a great time mommy yeah, hi, i love, love you mommy. love you kiss mm-hmm. have a great show mommy and i'm like you know what like you're the one you're going to be the most resilient yeah you're you, going to be the most grateful she's going to be the she will be the the powerhouse uh woman who will be uh resilient capable confident uh, like actually, Rose is here with. She's got a a young kid. Oh, and gosh, she's sitting here. Sam, yeah, and she's a new mom. And whenever she goes and does things, I'm like, I I hope that she understands that what she's teaching her daughter is so many more lessons than a leaving. Like, no, her you're daughter's not just, gonna be a boss. Yeah, you're not just you're not just leaving. And I think that if women and no man is sitting there being like, I'm leaving. They're like, I'm going. I'm going, like, (laughs) it's not I'm leaving. I'm going to do this because I am just as important and I'm just as capable and I'm just as confident and I'm okay to do this. You know, it's no more I, I'm leaving. It's I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do this without permission. I love you. And because I do this doesn't mean I don't love you. It actually means I'm confident in my love for you and I don't have to prove it to you every two seconds. And also, I'm going to have to pay for your school no, when no, you go to I'm, university. No, no, I don't have to. I'm going to. You <laughs> well, could hopefully. pay for it too, motherfuckers. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like... Do your kids have to go to university? Do they have to? Yeah, are you going is that a, is that a law? Ah. Well, some people have that law just so you know. Well, I never went, so I can't exactly say that to them. I know. but is right? it is it your law? No. Come lie down with me, buddy. I don't have a law. No, like, is it do you I don't know have if any rules. do you know if it's your husband's rule? I'm sure he'd be very weirded out if we had a kid who didn't go to college, but that's the way he grew up. This is what I'm saying. But we have, there's no law. I mean, and plus, I have no idea what my children are going to be like, and maybe maybe they'll be a famous accordion player. Accordion? You just never know. Like, I'm not going to say that now. My oldest is 10. My youngest is five. Like, I don't make the rules. It's going to be their life. Yeah, that's often, that's often, Like, like, my kids cannot smoke. Well... (laughs) Yeah, I could not smoke either. And you didn't. Yeah, but I was also not allowed to smoke drugs. Yeah, but you're not a drug addict. Well, come on, keep going. Uh, A lot of my friends who smoke were not allowed to smoke. Did their parents say you are not allowed to smoke or was it a given? I, I'm pretty sure smoke or die. I bribed my kids. They because they yeah think, you because you got paid to not do it. Yeah, they think it's so much money. A thousand dollars goes so far when they're like because you just need to get them through like till they're fourteen or fifteen. Oh, so you like, do the same as your dad. So is it a thousand bucks? Yeah, and it I'm, hasn't grown since no, you were a kid. Well, if you're a nine Did you year old thousand dollars? No, I don't think I ever got it. But I <laughs> but but I I didn't ask for it, Dad. You owe me a thousand bucks. <laughs> yeah, he does. He owes. He's like, bucks. girl, the amount of drugs you smoked, I owe you nothing. <laughs> yeah. it's but uh, uh, you remember that one time? No one smokes. Remember, anymore. someone said, "Don't talk about. They can't vape. They can't. They can't do any. They can't inhale anything in their mouths or snort anything up their noses. It's a- It's across the gamut. You can't inhale a joint. Nope. No, you can't. Nope. With me, you can. What With- jokes? <sighs> The it, joints aren't going to be a thing. It's going to be gummy bears. It's going to be edible. Yeah, no, but they smoke the a pen with no, the same thing. You inhale you, it. Did you hear all the bacterial shit that's in the pen now? That oh, they're coming disgusting. out with. Disgusting, isn't that disgusting? Yeah. No, just I say, never heard it. But just gross. say there's yeast in that pen, and they'll like, get Yeah, Phew. yeast. Yeah, you can get a yeast infection in your mouth if you smoke that. That's what I'm <laughs> going to say. So many herpes. And, yeah, and then show the meth mouth, and then be like, "Look at this. <laughs> this <laughs> is what you don't want to look like um, if you do this." Let's do. Let's put, let's put together like a slideshow. PowerPoint well, I, presentation, I, I am bribing. Yeah, we've done sex. Let's do that. You know what? No, let's, but let's do some nasty sex, like STDs. Dude, yes, yeah. I am. I am yeah. all about scare yeah. tactics. It worked with me. Oh my god! I They'll never gonna, get married or have sex ever. No, if we no, no, show no, no. You know things. what? No, listen. Let's show list them. List let's show them, Linda. Let, let's show them pictures of your vagina after you had a baby. <gasps> let's <Jill>, <laughs> crowning. frowning. <laughs> you know, kind of cool. And about pre cum, you can get pregnant from, from pre cum. Everybody gets pregnant from pre cum. Don't get naked if you don't want to get pregnant. Because sperm can swim from one side of the bed to the other. Actually, I'm I am okay with my my uh, teenagers. Yeah, having uh, sex. No, like as long as it it is equal, playing field. As long as one doesn't feel like they have to, and as one doesn't feel like who's gonna lose their V card first. I'm pretty sure I know that yeah. answer, but I'm not saying it out loud. <laughs> Pretty sure I got that answer. Pretty sure there's two kids in our house that, um one of yours and one of mine. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if it was to each other either. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we know who's going to be last. Yep. We sure. Yeah. Oh, obviously. <laughs> you think I don't know that one? <laughs> and then I know the cocktees too. Oh, uh, you have Chloe? Yes. <laughs> Totally she'll be like, I don't she'll be like, I love you, I hate you, I want you, I don't. Thank, thank you. you. No, Next. thank you. Oh my god. And then and then Max will just be in love. He'll just fall in he'll fall I so, wish Max and Tucker could fall in love. I know, he'll just fall so in love. That he's be gonna, such a beautiful relationship. He's gonna be like, You don't even hug me enough. He oh, like he's just such a lover. Here's you a just que- don't here's, even here's a question about that. Do you ever think that the the um do you ever think that the you know how like millennials now are like younger than millennials, whatever that? Next one is, um, a lot of them aren't getting married because they're like, why would I spend that money? You know, I need to buy a house and all this. Stuff. Do you think that it'll ever change that that the that that, that that the majority of men and women like a man and a woman, get together? Like, are people going to be more like, I don't need to be in a, like a committed relationship. I can live with my buddy and that my girlfriend. Like you and I. Like if well, now if so we know, if we were to start it, you and I would have lived together. Factually, women are happier single. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it, this is tricky though. Someone made an error. Women are happier single, and men are happier married. That's that's tricky. Yep, that's a tricky one. Like that's that's science, Mm -hmm. and that's and this is another science. This is another factual fact that when uh, I love factual facts. Good one. So a lot of our facts are not factual. (laughs) These are factual facts. Yeah, that when uh, a man gets sick, um, obviously, what was it when a man gets sick? The woman is like, her life doesn't change but because she has to just double down, right? Like, oh, like you mean like cancer or something? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. they get actual sick. When a woman gets sick, yeah. um, it's like the the men become increasingly unhappy because they have to do more for themselves. <sighs> you know what I mean? There's some fact about, about women and men being sick and it's not Why in favor. Why are so many superheroes men? Shouldn't uh, they be women? I have another question for you about men too, about the man fact. Let me just do something. Uh, I'm gonna rip off us. Just sh, sh, got it. Okay, go ahead. Okay, there was another man fact too that I was like, "Why are oh." I got it. Okay, ready? Then, riddle me this. Riddle me this. Men with small penises get expensive cars. No, well not that one. Oh, got it. Why yeah. are there more male yeah. famous yeah. chefs, yes. but more women cook? Yeah. That's, that's so confusing. weird. Why are there that's all so these like like Michelin yeah, chefs that are men. men, but really women less are the men ones ex- are cooking? Yeah, cuz most women have to be the ones in the kitchen. Like, how is that a thing? That is such a strange. Don't you think that's a weird thing? You know It's something like a phenomenon. And when and I went to, like, New York. We ended up in, I don't know, the sketchiest part of town by LaGuardia. Weird. It was like, you weren't sure you could leave your car, but, of course, we're with Lex. And we're like, let's do it. And then we had, like, the, the best, best meal ever. And these two women come out. They must have oh been God. 80. Yeah. I don't think it was sanitary, but it was. They probably, like, they used their hands for sure to cook. Like, yeah. there's no gloves. It was so good. They were straight from straight from Thailand. It was still the best Thai food I've ever eaten. Mm. You know, it's speaking so of, delicious. we need food, and we have a show going, and oh, we have a book out, and it's almost Mother's Day. So we want to hear from all of you. Leave us a comment down below. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. I would love to give away a book on this podcast. Can I do that, Samers? Yeah, yeah, we're going to give a book away on this podcast. Leave us a comment um, about what? Like. Screenshot the podcast, Screenshot the podcast and um, put it on your Insta stories. So or Instagram hashtag catnat uh, and mumtruths. Truths. And I hope that you guys are liking these podcasts. We talked to a man today on from City TV. Oh, that City Breakfast City, Television. City, Breakfast in Television. What a man! What a man! And he's like, I actually love your podcast. And oh I my was god! Like, well, thank I you. Was one of the most in tune um, feminist, awesome, he cool. Was, he was an he was an older dad though. Yeah, that could be it. You know what I mean? He was He's an, turning forty he's and it was his 40. first time he had a baby. The baby's hes you know? an older man. Yeah, have a baby when you're older. You might have the maturity to understand the situation. Because he's outside of himself now, you know, it's not like yeah. he's a young kid. Being we like, said swallow wah, wah, wah. your balls in the last podcast and that spoke to him and not like I'm not saying it in a joking way. He I think because when you say it so graphically, like don't like eat humble pie, like all you think <sighs> about is hair pie. You know what I mean? Like let's change that. Wow. Right. Wait, what is humble pie? I, like, Sorry, Ma'am, I don't think of hair what, pie when what, someone says humble pie. Any pie. Any time you say pie, pie, chicken pot pie, all I think of is-, is it Hair eat, pie? Eating, it, yeah, hair pie. No, not me. That's my worst nightmare, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Opening a slice of cake and, it and all being hair. Big hair. Where have Ow. you ever th- What? When did you ever think? I just because when there's hair in my food, it I feels literally. Like pie? No, no. When I see hair in my food, I cannot ever go back to that restaurant. It, it physically, it is a fun fact about cat. Hair in my food makes me. I'll, I never forget it. It's like seared in my brain. There. I could gag right now. Oh my god! <laughs> oh god, now. So the worst, like the worst thing when my when I think now is imagine you're like about to dig into like a lemon meringue pie and you dig in and it's all pubic <laughs> hair and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, it's so gross.
1: I don't know. It's if you ever She's weird.
0: <laughs> how would you get it? You get there? How Did you ever get there? Because they- oh my god, I know what I'm gonna do to you one time when you're sleeping. Because you know what I'm I do? Dangle hair. No, in the mouth. no, it's so gross. <laughs> I actually hate hair because in my life, if you ever want a life lesson, I think we've done this before. You go to your tent. like what is the like like the grossest worst thing? You go there and then everything is like stepped up from that. You know what I mean? Like okay. Like, uh, it's like, so nothing is as terrible to me as biting into like a big giant hair. Box. <laughs> and then I think of vagina after that. The vagina is the second worst to pair. No, hair pie. Okay. Like, I'm going to go eat some hair pie. Okay. That's a vagina. Oh. It's like a pie slice down there. Oh, is it No, I'm not looking at it. No, I'm not. looking don't at it. No, I'm I just, looking at just show you for one second. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> it's, the triangle? I Two pies right there. Two slices. These are little slices. <laughs> yes, she's making me look at her pie right now. Okay. Oh yeah, my god! Split down the middle, right there. But you don't have hair there, do you? Sometimes. What <laughs> about now? Pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not out right outside. Disco boy. You know how but- I know you have hair? there? Because you saw it in the shower? No. Oh, <laughs> no. Because your pedicure is half grown out so you've clearly not been taking care of yourself. I've done, yeah, nothing. It's a bit itchy too. You ever shave it and then it gets itchy? Yeah. What is that? Why? It, my legs don't get itchy. Why does my feet get itchy so when you shave it? true. And when it starts to grow a little bit, it's so itchy. It's so, it's like the worst. Why? I Maybe mean, because it's, I don't don't know. know. It's very weird. I don't know. Maybe because, all right, well, let's end this podcast. I mean, we could go on for hours about weird things. You know, we should have like an After Dark podcast called Weird Things with Cat and Nat. I think that's every podcast. Yeah, you know there's weird but true. Oh, that is our that's our podcast. Weird but true. Okay, guys, that's about enough out of you. We have a show in Vancouver tonight. You're going to be hearing this, though, t- tomorrow. tomorrow, and we're going to be in Portland. Yeah, we are. Uh, I'll take, take an instant story of my. Of um, <laughs> her pie. My, of, my, of her hair pie. Camel toe, hair pie, pie toe, camel toe. Uh, I'm starving. No. Oh, okay, good. Let's order food. Let's order food. So I guess. a hosen. <laughs> Go fuck yourself later, Hosen. Later, Hosen, Mary Maris. Later, Hosen. Go fuck yourself Little Hosen. (laughs) Bye. Stop it.
1: Hold up. What was that?